All right, guys, how you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and I have my first guest from Sweden. Uh, Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm all good. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So um, to those who may not know, um, just give us a quick rundown. Like, uh, what do you do for Sweden? And um, how, sh- how do we know you in Dodgeball? Yeah, at the moment, I'm um, on the board or uh, Dodgeball Sweden, but from the beginning, I'm the I'm the founder of Dodgeball Sweden uh, back in 2007. Wow, to, so Dodgeball's been going around since 2007 over there. Yes, does that predate uh, Engl- uh, British Dodgeball? Uh, I'm not sure when when they started to play in in uh, in England, but uh, I started. I, I went to New York in. 2007 during one summer just because I'm, I'm an avid music fan so I, I just I had vacation so I wanted to go and go and see 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 live shows in in New York so so me and a buddy we rented a, an apartment in Brooklyn uh, and tried to to go go to see as many concerts and as possible and then every uh, every Sunday uh, in Mac, uh, at McCarran Park pool in, in Brooklyn they had uh, it's called it was called the pool parties so they had like major bands like band of horses man man and and other stuff playing and then they had a big dodgeball court uh, and brooklyn breweries had had like beer tents and and stuff so i I was uh, a guy called daniel casanova and dj from from new york who i like briefly met a couple of weeks before he he forced me to start start playing and then i was kind of like uh yeah I, I loved dodgeball from the like the, the first game i played over there and then in sweden we have similar sports in in school but it's, it's not the, the same thing so I, I kind of like fell in love with the with the vibe uh at uh, at the, the mccarran park pool during the sundays <laughs> so dodgeball and music that's pretty much what hooked you right away yep and the beer tents <laughs> and the beer tents yes so, um, <laughs> so you're the founder of Dodgeball Sweden. I didn't even know they played Dodgeball in New York back in 2007. I, no, I think it, it was, I think, it, I mean, it was mainly for, for fun, I, I guess. Uh, so, uh, and like when I came back, for that, that, uh, when I came back to Sweden that autumn after I've been in, in New York, I just like tried to to get get my friends together and start start to play play dodgeball indoors and then back at that time i think you had the national dodgeball league in in the states as well at that that's it <laughs> yeah. still around uh no um i want to say they folded back in 2013 2014 yeah so i mean we i didn't know anything about the rules and stuff so i mean you, you 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 just Google. I, I even don't know if Google was still around. Uh, it, it, it was around that it was Alta Vista and Lycos. I don't know. <laughs> no, Wait, like, have you have you done an NDL tournament? No, no, no. no but just, you but you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we started up, I, I didn't know how, how to play. We did. I, I mean, I knew the r- rules from when I played in in New York. So we, we kind of just me and my friends Google the the rules and made up our own rules back in sweden we played those like um, heavy rubber balls i think it was 8.5 inch i mean we have we measure differently in in europe i think it was the 8.5 inches rubber balls and then i think we we even played with the you know the the small stingers that they used in the 
uh, National Dodgeball League as well. And we had, I mean, we had so, some really talented handball, play, handball players uh, as well. So it was like, I mean, it, they, they hurt so much when you it. it. <laughs> Man, you're taking it back. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you actually played Stingers before. That's actually uh, going to be a and new I mean, twist this, for the episode. This was even pre-Facebook time. I mean, it was my MySpace when we started. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. Um, one, uh, yeah, MySpace. Um, I remember that. Uh, two, my birthday is this weekend, and I didn't realize how old I feel. Uh, <laughs> so this will be a fun trip down memory uh, memory lane. Um, so you you, how long did you live in New York for? No, it was only for like the some one one month in the summer of two thousand and seven, and then I came back uh, two thousand and eight. And like when I came back, we already had like founded the the Stockholm Dodgeball Association. It was kind of like the I started that before uh, Dodgeball Sweden. So I mean, we we started to play and we ha- had a couple of tournaments, and we were like uh, not tournaments, the uh, training. So we were we were like starting to get organized, uh, started to play like summer outdoor dodgeball. We had found a place in, in central Stockholm uh, known as Dodge Cage Stockholm. Like uh, it's uh, like a rub- rubber court with, with fences around it. So, it, I mean, it's a super nice place. So we started to play there. Then I uh, went back to New York and, and played that summer as well. Uh, and that was even more fun. Like when, when I knew that I, I had it like going back in Sweden as well. <laughs> so you went right back after you started uh dodgeball in stockholm yeah and then then we played i think it was like an, on lower east side at, at the ymca or, or something in in new york they, they had the like drop in dodgeball you just came around and then you were uh yeah you played in different teams with new people you, you met at the place and that was awesome as well that was indoors and i just like fell in love with with the vibe and like during this interview i'm in like a I'm more of a, like a recreation, recreational dodgeball player. I'm more into like having fun. Maybe I think it's more with like uh, fun, fun and spectacular moves uh, on the dodgeball <laughs> court in, instead of like uh, playing tactical and win games. And that's, I mean, that's my opinion. It's maybe not like the, it's not the, uh, the dodgeball Sweden opinion because I, I, I see it as like two different types of play i mean either i mean you can play recreational dodgeball just have fun have a pint after the after the the training or after the tournament of course you can have that when you play competitive dodgeball as well but i i see it as like two different things uh kind of like snowboard or or skateboard i mean i think you have the i'm all into the like the big senders that just send it on on one trick instead of the guys who maybe go to the olympics and have like a solid tactical run when they don't make any errors and and win and i love that as well but i think it's like two different things i think it's awesome that like on an international dodgeball level people are like trying to get the sport into into olympics and stuff as well i I mean i love that but uh, i think that's that's like two completely different types of play no i definitely agree um but would you you kind of hinted at it before uh you would say the dodgeball in Sweden is kind of split down the middle as far as competitive and recreational? Uh, no, I mean, or do you feel it balanced more one way or the other? No, it, it depends. Like, uh, I, I'm 
gonna tr try to explain it pretty short. Like when I thought we started in 2007 and 2008, and, and then in 2010, we got a call from, um, uh, or an email from Nick Pinnock. Uh, he's uh, not, um, he sadly passed away a couple of years ago, but he, he was like the godfather of, of uh, British dodgeball. Uh, I mean, he, he was an amazing guy. Uh, and he found out that we played dodgeball in, in, in Sweden. And I mean, we didn't know that other people play dodgeball in, in, in Europe at all. So uh, he asked us if we wanted to go and play the first uh, European um, European championships in, in London in two, 2010. And we were like, yeah, of course we want to go. Um, but we, we don't, didn't know a thing about like which balls we, we would use, which rules. We, we, don't, we didn't have a clue. But then it was the... Uh, the yeah, the, the, the British, it was Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Ireland, England, and then Sweden and Italy. I may have forgotten some, some country, but like, it was so fun just to go there, meet people. I mean, we were really into the aesthetics of like old school tennis, you know, Bjorn Borg, Andre Agassi, and like uh, old school basketball, super tight shorts, super tight <laughs> T-shirts, sweatpants, and Converse All Stars—you know all that kind, of, that kind of stuff. And then when we stepped stepped on court in in England, everybody was like, "Who?" <laughs> but it was super super fun just to see like how the sport was developed in different uh, countries. And that was like, the first time we touched the cloth ball. I mean, nowadays we we mainly play cloth in Sweden, but we were used to to the, to the rubber balls in in Sweden. Yeah, I was about to ask. That was back when it was a three ball, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like you you mentioned that. That I think that was was it 2010. You said 2010, right? Yeah, that was the, like the first tournament, uh, the first European tournament. Huh. <laughs> I remember seeing. I didn't know that. I, I guess I didn't pay attention. I um, I remember seeing those like <laughs> you said tight jerseys. It was like Andre Agassi type seventies jerseys, and I'm like, yep. "This nation knows how to have fun." And I didn't realize <laughs> it, it was you guys. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that was super fun. And, and to answer your question, like the first years in 2010, we uh, the Euros was in England. When we played there, they asked us. us I think they, they, I guess they thought we were like a, a fun gang, and they just asked us if we wanted to host the Euros in 2011. So then we hosted it in, in Stockholm with our rules. Outdoors uh, in Dodge Cage, Stockholm with rubber walls, no time limit. We even had like duct tape on, on, on the court. It, I mean, it was uh, really do-it-yourself, everything. <laughs> uh, and I, th I mean, I think people had fun, and I think it was around... I mean, of course... Uh, the teams played tacticals and wanted to win uh, back then as well. But then I think in maybe 2013, 2014, it was getting like more serious. And that was also when, when our national team, like when we started to play with a mixed team, like the, the first years we only played with a men's team. In, in, in Stockholm, we actually played with the women's team as well. But uh, otherwise, it was mainly the main, men's team and not so much focus on tactics. Um, the, the British team were playing more tactical, but then then when we kind of like realized that, okay, it's the European Championships if we want to win the games. I mean, we, we mainly thought it was uh, more fun to win the audience than, than win the games. But then <laughs> after a while it was, I mean, you, you can't have 
like a serious tournament if, if you don't like play to win the game so that that was kind of like the when we had the change and you asked me about like the if yeah we, uh, what do you say like the ratio between uh, recreational dodgeball and competitive dodgeball in sweden we i can say like nowadays we have teams in uh Umeå, that's in northern sweden we have teams in Uppsala, in stockholm in allingsås where i live outside Got gothenburg we have teams in gothenburg and in in malmo and uh, occasionally up in the Swedish mountain in a place called, called Idre. And I would say like in the, especially in Stockholm and Stockholm, Uppsala and uh, Gothenburg, which are the, 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 the larger cities the, the, in those cities that you can like combine, have some, some more ad, advanced training, training sessions. And, and uh, some days they have more recreational dodgeball sessions. So you can like kind of like divide that. Uh, in Allingsås where I play we, we only have like uh, mixed sessions uh, and, and that, that kind of like if, if, if we if we are training for, for um, the Swedish championships yeah maybe it's more competitive uh, the weeks before but otherwise everybody's welcome and we kind of like uh, just play for fun okay alright so when it, when it gets time you guys just like knuckle down but most of the time you guys are laid back and, and very chill yeah exactly yep now, would you say it's more to do with the culture of the game or just the culture of Sweden as a whole? Or that I, is, I think, I, I mean, from the beginning, I think it's like, uh, I mean, it's a lot of people that had like put their stamp on, on Swedish dodgeball. And like from the beginning, both nationally and internationally, we were always like try to welcome everyone to the game, uh, try to be friends with everyone. And I mean, I really love the community, but it's so, so fun. Like when we come to international tournaments and you see like a new team, Hungary is at the European Championships for the first time. Like our, our aim is to be their best friends. Like <laughs> when, when they're there, I mean, that, that's always been the mentality. And I think that's super important. And then of course, some people are super competitive. Some people are, are, are not, but if you play dodgeball, you, you should like uh, behave <laughs> on, on court. So we've always had kind of like zero to tolerance uh, on court when like, of course, people curse, say curse words and, and stuff uh, in, in court. But we always try to have the, uh, it, it's always supposed to be like a happy place on the dodgeball court. Yeah, I agree. Um... I feel sometimes, you know, even before the pandemic started, uh, that was kind of lost a few times. But, you know, whether you're competitive or not, it should be a, a haven. Exactly. You know, and, I mean that, and I mean, that, that's why, why, why I started playing dodgeball. I, I, I played the football or you say soccer, like until I was, I played when I was older as well. But maybe like in, in the Swedish third division uh, until I was like 18, 19. But it was like, too much testosterone <laughs> going on <laughs> and like then i discovered music and, and and beer and later on dodgeball so that kind of like saved me from com the competitive sports but I, I mean i still love football and i still love like i love watching hockey as well but it, it's it's not not for me i mean uh, i i rather play dodgeball if i want to play a sport yeah um it's funny how uh I, I, I kind of follow along the same kind of lines, only I'm a little more on the competitive side. Uh, ironically enough, one of my favorite players is Lawton. Um, <laughs> me and him are black belts, so it's something that we kind of, uh, you know, have in common. 
yeah. plus I respect his attitude, just no nonsense, just like, you know, I'm here to win, that's it. I don't care what mm. you're thinking. Um, but you kinda you kinda mentioned a few times that you like you love music and everything. One. Uh so you kinda mentioned that you liked um listening to music. Uh so if you can give us like a rundown like what your favorite artists were and like what you kind of vibe to. Yep, I kind of I, I listen to everything. I'm from uh, the northern parts of Sweden, so it's in the '90s. Like uh, hardcore and punk music was really big here. I, I've I've never been like I always listened to that kind of music, but then I was more into like uh, American in in the in the rock, like lo-fi music, Sebado, Pavement, that that kind of stuff. But then I I, I really since I work with live music, I, I really like uh, when it's action on stage, and that's usually when it's like more more rock hardcore metal oriented music but then like when i listen to music at home i i, I can listen to bon iver and that, that kind of stuff uh, as well so i kind of i have kind of a broad uh, broad taste in music uh, i mean i i don't think it's that many like bad genres just bad artists and good artists yeah uh, um. uh, uh, politician uh, politicians answer <laughs> to the question <laughs> No, I mean it's it's a fair answer. I mean we both have a in uh, a shared industry, so definitely yeah. I always like to hear what people like love to listen to in that end. Yeah, but uh, when it comes to music, if I was say like one favorite band, it would be Neutral Milk Hotel. It's like an obscure indie rock band from from the states. And when it kind when it comes to like live live acts, I really love uh, the Bronx. And and they, I mean, they from they're from LA from the beginning as well. They're still around. The Bronx? The Bronx, yeah. Okay, I'm going to look them up after. <laughs> and uh, uh, I mean, I'm mainly into like bands that play maybe 500 to 1,000 capacity uh, places, not, not like big arena shows. Uh, I mean, I love watching, seeing like Foo Fighters or Bruce Springsteen and that kind of stuff on, on big stages, but, uh, <laughs> but I really like the atmosphere in, in smaller venues. Yeah, um, I can sit here and say I live in Hollywood, so I live literally within walking distance of the Roxy, um, the Whiskey, uh, the Dragonfly, uh, which is a little further out, and the Hollywood Bowl. Well, that's actually the biggest yeah. venue I live right by. Exactly. So, yeah, there's something about a small, intimate setting that you just can't get anywhere anywhere else as far as, like, the acoustics and everything. So exactly. I definitely agree with that. Um so I kind of wanted to, <laughs> I kind of wanted to ask. Um, anytime I see Sweden on the national level, they're always there's always a party vibe with them. There's always yeah. this like, <laughs> it's very festive. And yep. one of the you know, one of the key uh, moments I can recall was um, one of my friends had recorded, and they were in New York. I want to say this sadly, this was like four years ago. Now I think about it, they were in New York. The, the gym you guys were waiting outside or everybody was waiting outside this gym it was raining you had trains going over and then next thing you hear a boom box coming from the subway and it's just a festive introduction to anyone there um you guys are just making a scene and you guys just had livened up pretty much everyone waiting in the rain to get into the gym well, how, how did you and I'm pretty sure you had an involvement as far as establishing that culture, seeing as you helped start the game. Like, how did that culture kind of start where um, you just had that festive intro and just had that festive vibe, regardless of the 
whether it could have been snowing outside or, or raining outside or even hot and humid as it could be in New York. Like you guys just always have that festive vibe. What do you credit that towards? No, I mean, uh, that's, it's been super important from the beginning. That's, that's how we started to play. And like I said, like when, when we started to play in, in Stockholm, we played outdoors in Dodge, Dodge Cage Stockholm. And like the first year when we played, we, we got a lot of like good press in, in, in the newspapers and stuff in, in, in Stockholm. So sometimes we had like 100 people showing up with, with their, like they made their own teams, came to the court. We had like barbecues, people having, having beer, like a boom box playing music so it was always uh, like a big party going on and uh, i mean that kind of like set set the bar from from the beginning and then we always want to have that kind of like vibe then of course like when, when it comes to international tournaments and stuff i mean i, I don't think you should like uh, when it comes to like alcohol and that kind of stuff you should always uh, behave <laughs> like when, <laughs> when when you're in like sport halls and stuff but but it's always been super important for us uh, both in sweden but uh, also when we come, come to international tournaments and that's mainly that like the euros to to like share like especially nowadays when we have a men's team and a mixed team and, and the women's team and we always have a following uh, coming to the tournaments as well just to like it it should be a party <laughs> besides the court and it's always that i mean that's how you meet people as well and i mean that, that's for, for me personally when when you go to to euros and, and tournaments of course like playing dodgeball is one thing but then i mean the social side of it, it of it it's super important uh, as well and i mean if you're friendly and if you're making a scene you, you get a lot of friends as well that's how it works <laughs> oh, I could definitely say, um, having talked to players here, so having talked to players over there, um, even people who are in New York, you got no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been complaints from this, that, or whatever, but no complaints from you guys. You guys are yeah, definitely a solid too. addition. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. That's you good to hear. I think it was like a, a sm small crew of us going there because we, we weren't playing. So, wait you, wait, you guys didn't play in New York? In, no, I, I mean, if, if you mean the, the World Cup in New York, we, we didn't play. Huh. So you guys just brought like a group of people to watch. And yes, then just some, yeah, some of the Swedes went, went there. Like, and, and then, of course, we know the Austrians and there are other guys that, that played. So I guess I, I haven't heard this, but I, I, guess, I guess that that was. Uh, <laughs> I guess that that's uh, it must be the case. It must be the case. Oh, wow. Um, I was under the impression Sweden sent a team over there. No, not to the first World Cup over there. And then, I mean, I haven't been working too much with like the international side of it, but now it's like different federations and stuff. So, I mean, that, that was the last uh, like big international tournaments hosted by um, like mainly most of the Euro uh, European teams went with the other um, association after, after that one. Oh, wow. Um, well, like I said, no complaints. You guys yeah. were definitely a solid group to have. Anytime I watch yeah. you guys in Euros, it, it always feels like whether it was in Newcastle or Italy or you know, or wherever, you always it, it always felt like a home vibe with you guys. Like you guys didn't feel like you were the visitor. You guys were like the hosts, and you guys always had that home vibe around you, very welcoming. So. I'm yeah. sure everyone who's been on the Euro scene and even some of us here who got to see you guys, maybe not on the court, but just off of it, you know, we I can honestly say I've heard unanimous praise as far as the vibes you guys bring 
and um, I've seen some of your uh, team highlights, and it's just I can honestly say you guys do win the crowd over. Uh, you guys definitely care uh, play with a um, a carefree uh, style that you know kind of reminds us that you know we're playing a kids game. But you guys yeah. do produce some solid highlights, so I yeah. will say that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, I could definitely say that for sure. Um, but uh, before we get into uh, some of the crowdsource questions, um, I wanted to ask: like, is there like a pregame ritual you get, you would do? I know you you do the a lot of the administrative side. Like, is there anything you like to do, whether superstitiously or not, to help ensure that you have a a solid run on your end? And uh, I mean, we, we from the beginning we've been having this like really silly ritual with with a like a Swedish. Um, uh, no, it's just a silly ritual that's been like with the original uh, national team in in 2010 and it, it's still we, we still do that in the national team but it, like it's in, in 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 swedish and and nobody knows what we're singing and it was it was so much fun like with, with that one in just in england when like the, the the crowd started to like screaming the the lyrics in swedish but no nobody knew what it was meaning <laughs> or what the meaning was so, <laughs> so. But now it's like, like I said, from the beginning it was like a small tight group with, with friends. But nowadays, since we have so many like different players in, in Sweden from different parts of the country, it's kind of like a, a different thing. And I mean, it's a good thing from like from the beginning. It's kind of was like, we didn't have any proper trials and stuff. It was more of like, oh, OK, who can afford to go this year? Oh, me, 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 me. OK, we're the team. Let's go. <laughs> but I mean, not, not, nowadays it's uh, it's more professional, and I'm like super grateful for that because we have so many people that been like helping around with organizing dodgeball in, in Sweden. Bo both this, this, some of the Swedes, but then we have a lot of foreign playing players coming to us. Like we had Costa, one guy from Austria that moved to Sweden. He's been a huge part of Swedish dodgeball. Ben, a guy from from England. He was actually playing for England uh, when we had Euros in, in, in Stockholm in 2011. We have Pete, an American guy uh, that li lives in Stockholm. Now Pete Kremer, he used to have, have a dodgeball league up in Oakland. I think so. I guess some of the the American listeners know know that guy as well. And we have Alan. He was one one of the original guys. He he is from, from um, Petersburg in England, but I think he started to play dodgeball up in in Scotland, and then he moved to to met the girl and moved to Sweden. And one Swedish girl called Natalie, um, she started to play dodgeball in England, but then uh, the, I think it was on her, her captain in England told us that she's a really talented player. So like those guys really brought like tactics and that kind of stuff into the uh, Swedish teams. And um, they, they've been uh, like a huge part in growing the sport in Sweden as well. And when it comes to organizing, I think you usually ask this in, in the end of <laughs> every episode, but, but a guy called Henrik uh, Henke has been a huge part with um, organizing everything in Sweden as well. So your, your pregame ritual, uh, you said you, um, you guys have like a, a song you sing in Swedish? Yeah, it's by a guy called Ulf Lundell sometimes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> when it's this about episode to, airs... It's about running horses, and I'm, I'm not going to sing that one live. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it, it's fine. We're not. I'm not asking you to sing it live. Yeah. Um, some of us can do well on the mic, some of us behind the scenes. Exactly. <laughs> so no, if but, anything, but... we'll find that song and we'll put it on the link when the episode airs so people 
can exactly. try to sing it if they can. Yeah, and I just I just want to make it like a, a shout out to some of the other guys. Like, like I said, it was getting more serious around like around 2013, 2014. But then, like from the beginning, we had an, an original gang, and then what? Then we thought Dodgeball Sweden was more like an event company. We was ma- mainly into like that kind of tournaments and stuff, and everything was really loose and casual. So th- then it was me. A guy called Eric, a guy called Anton, and then uh, a guy called Mats. Mats Bax. He was like the face of Swedish dodgeball for 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 a long time, but then uh, most of us kind of like retired when it started to get more competitive because we had so many players that was so so skilled. So we, uh, I mean, uh, when we when we decided to play more tactical, we, we were more doing stuff in the in the background. <laughs> So uh, sadly, a lot of those guys don't even play anymore. They... No, I, I mean, the, mo- most of us are in the same age, like uh, you know, between thirty-five and like forty-five. So people are getting kids and and, and that kind of <laughs> stuff. So so I think some of us still still play, but not not on an international level. And um, what's the youngest uh, as far as age group? Uh, goes as far as player pool like what's the youngest age group you find that you're getting are you getting no, not, like 20 year olds high school yeah, now, now, now it's more like from the beginning it I, I would say it was like 25 plus but not now when it's we, we have more and more playing like since we're playing in the bigger cities a lot of people who find dodgeball is like um, they f- find it through university and we have a lot of like uh Maybe maybe more players that come come to the open gyms uh, are, are like foreign students that come to Sweden and they, they want to like um, have something to do and then then they fi- find us on social media or, or whatever and they come to the open gyms. But I would say like in in the national team it's mainly be- between twenty and thirty five uh, at the moment. So you guys are right in the middle of what, uh, or I would say right in the beginning of a potential golden generation for yeah, the national hopefully. team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you watch Euros uh, or I'm, I'm pretty sure you do watch uh, football. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, last week, or when this episode will drop, probably be two weeks ago, um, Belgium got knocked out, and some people would say that's the end of their golden generation. I personally don't think so. I think they'll have another good five years ahead of them. Uh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I, I don't count people out like that. That's just not my no. thing. <laughs> Um, so let's get to, into these, uh, crowdsource questions. And when I posted that, I was going to, uh, talk to you, um, good friend, Matteo Mini literally just hit, hit me up. <laughs> That's fun. I love Matteo. Do you have any good memories with him? Any good moments yeah, between yeah, of you course. two? Yeah, of course. I mean, they, they, Italy hosted, uh, like an awesome tournament when they had the Euros a couple of years ago. And I mean, they, they, they kind of like knocked every box on like how how to like succeed in like promoting a, a tournament everybody was uh, living at the same same place it was just like a short walking distance to the to the arena so it was super fun and i, I actually had my birthday there so everybody uh, oh, wow. shared me and the austrians and everybody and we had i mean and he he was of course it was many people that that made it happen but he was kind of like the the, the guy who, um, uh, who made sure that every everybody was uh, having a good time and who organized a lot of it so i, oh, wow. I really like that guy <laughs> yeah he he hit me up, he hit it up right away um it was kind of like a long question, so I'll kind of go through yep. it. 
you've been there since the very early days when Euros was an experiment and Sweden was mainly just a crowd pleaser. In your opinion, what were the key moments, aspects of the huge development that led to the, today's higher standards for both Swedish spectators and Europe in general? Hi, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too, Mr. Mini. So, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I talked about it briefly earlier, but I mean, uh, when, when the first tournament was held in London in two, 2010, it was like so different and it, the, the sport was so new. People didn't know tactics tactics at all and i mean what i mean this is so fun because i mean matteo is italian and uh, the italians played there as well not matteo it was um, uh, another team that, that came the, the first year and we actually met them this like the night before i think it was the night night before the first game at the club and one of the italians uh, came to our, our table and was oh you guys Swedish teams? Sorry, sorry for my I, I'm not meaning to mock any Italians, but he, he wasn't like su- super talented in, in in English. But are you the Swedish team? Yeah, we're the Swedish team. Ah, oh, we'll meet you tomorrow. I hope you drank, cause I drank. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and and then we played them them the, the the day before. But I mean, back then, like I said, it w- wasn't that tactical you just like kind of kind of it was kind of like hawaii dodgeball how i like the, the game to, to be but then of course it like the pe- developed real, really quickly and then around like i would say like in when when we, the tournament was in in, uh, in glasgow and paris like people people were like had played played a couple of years were like having regular trainings in the different cities or, or and like the they had more and more players in 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 every team and that was kind of like for for our for, for the Swedish teams, especially, I think it was in the Paris Euros. We, I mean, we usually just fool around. And then, then if, if we won, won the games, it was super fun. But otherwise, we didn't care that, that much. I mean, my, my, the peak of my dodgeball career was in, when the Euros was in, in Austria. We, we met France and we were kind of like on the same level. We lost 5-0, five, five but what we, I mean, when we, we didn't talk tactics, we talked about how to make like fun moves on, on the court so that that was kind of like <laughs> maybe not for everyone but but that, that was kind of like how, how we worked there and then we planned a move called the dead drop we we gave gave away all that it was uh, the, the th- three ball area so we gave away we we ran ran to the balls uh we both gave the balls to the french french team we moved back and then uh, like when they sink their throws with all the balls all of us just fell down dead on the floor and, and they, they, they missed with all the three balls. That was kind of like the, the, the peak of my, my career. Uh, but then, like I said, when we played in Paris, I think we, like, we had talented players, but we didn't think about tactics. But then, then we kind of like realized that we could win the games and started to play, play more tactical. And, and we, we placed uh, fifth with the, uh, with the men's team back then uh, and that, that i think around that time was when we kind of like decided to uh, of course we, we we need to to like step up when it comes to comes to tactics and like when, when we train back in sweden we, we should be more like we i mean it should be fun to play dodgeball but but we can play we can have fun and play more tactical uh, as well and like i said the the guys especially like our foreign legion who, who moved to sweden they they, they have been a <laughs> huge legion. part of that and then uh, henke and the other guys uh, as well so uh, from from then it's been i mean 
European dodgeball has de developed so so much, and it's more and more teams, uh, more and more countries every year. So uh, I mean, it's just like it's so fun to see. And then of course the work from Max Golda and EDF and like the the, the governing bodies in in the different countries, so they have have been doing like a great job, and especially the, the like the the, the British dodgeball and, and, and dodgeball on the British islands. I mean, they, they've always been like a huge uh, inspiration for, for, for us in Sweden. We're not uh, like, well, I mean, we're far away fr from that now, but I mean, they, they have everything like set up with dodgeball for kids, uh, like different tournaments, that kind of, kind of stuff. That, that's something we really need to like step up in Sweden and, and other countries and like coaching classes and uh, refing classes and that, that kind of stuff. So that, that's so, so, so fun to see. One. Okay. So um, you're saying that in some parts, like you're probably a step behind as far as coaching and refing and all that goes, but you guys have elevated your play level uh, in, in more ways than one. Yeah. that That's yeah. the biggest difference, I would say. Yeah, that's the biggest difference. And, and like for us in Sweden, I think a big difference is like the, the first years, uh, it was kind of like everything was organized through Dodgeball Sweden. Nowadays, uh, the, the di different teams and clubs in, in, in different cities, they, they kind of like take, take care of the, their things and like our, now, now it's been the pandemic but uh, before that like hosting tournaments and like taking care of their own trainings uh, and stuff because it was like from the beginning it was really hard for, uh, we were like three people who kind of like organized everything uh, and everything, everything was really centered uh, around Stockholm at that, uh, at that time as well. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that uh, death drop <laughs> because um, I want to say I saw that. I remember me and my friend saw that, uh, I want to say, four years ago. And you guys did it a few times. It wasn't just against France. You guys did that a few times. And exactly. We but I guess that was the first first uh, that was the first time. And I guess it was the only one only time we succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um, we looked at that and we were playing on trampoline at the time. And mm. we're like, okay, let's give this a shot. If we somehow lose every ball, let's just give it a shot on the trampoline. Yeah. And that actually works. And actually a little more forgiving because you're not dropping on hardwood. You're dropping exactly. on trampoline. It'll spring you up. Yeah. So um, thank you for that. Uh, thank you very <laughs> that's much. Actually, that's actually pretty cool. Um, so I, I, I wanted to throw in some uh, mo uh, questions in here. So yeah. favorite moment you saw uh from the swedish national team whether on or off the court no i i i don't think i can like pick pick a moment it's always fun like every year when we uh, actually the, the last euros when we talk like international tournaments the last euros i i just ha had we just had a baby me and my girlfriend so so i i couldn't go but otherwise like every year when we go to the euros you have new players that kind of like they, they are into playing dodgeball but they don't have a clue about that like the social thing when when you come to those tournaments and stuff so i mean that that's the the thing I, I really like to see when you have new people uh, going like to Italy or Austria or uh, London or, or whatever, and just had like the, the best time of their life play, playing like a, like obscure sport. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you just love seeing the new faces every time. Yeah. And new smiley, happy faces. <laughs> okay. Um, you, 
been around the sport for a long time, so I want to know what's been your favorite event you've been to. Uh, ooh, it's hard to pick one, but I, I mean, I really, uh, I really think the Euros in Italy was awesome, and then uh, Euros in Austria as well. That, that I, I mean, that was kind of like they, they set the bars bar for like how you organized a, a good uh, tournament uh, as well. And I mean, we always uh, all, always love the Austrians. They, I mean, they. they the founders of Aust- the Austrian Dodgeball Federation, I think they kind of like uh, came from the like organizing side as well. So they did everything by the book as well. And that's when we kind of like, okay, that, that this is how you, this is how you host the tournament. Not, not <laughs> with duct tape in, in a dodge cage outdoors in Stockholm in September. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I don't know what the weather would be like in September, but I don't think anyone would argue that it, whether outdoor or indoor, they wouldn't be having fun. I guess it, I mean it's better in LA than in in Stockholm usually I guess but it was it was pretty yeah it it was okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so so uh, in September that's when it gets kind of like uh, colder uh, it, it depends Sweden is a big country so I mean when you're I, I'm from the northern parts then it's like I mean it's starting snow like in the northern northern parts of Sweden it starts to snow in maybe October or something but in southern parts of Sweden you kind of like some winters you don't get snow at all but uh so it's kind of different oh okay that's a huge difference right there yep (laughs) um so okay any players you'd like to meet that you haven't met yet uh i would say i mean that 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 would be like the i mean the american players we haven't been been at like international tournament and like when i saw the world cup in new york i I think it was super fun to see a lot of like the asian teams i thought like the malaysian team was so fun to see because they were so like athletics when it comes to dodging they were like they were so good so uh i mean it would i I think it's that's what i want to like experience since like i said like the social side when it comes to european dodgeball is so awesome and i guess it's the same on international more international tournaments as well so i would love to to meet dodgeballers from like different continents as well yeah um i can say that for certain um one of the biggest things i'm looking forward to once we get over this pandemic is traveling over to the uk traveling to sweden yeah uh, because I'm just watching. I, I I see a lot of good players out there, a lot of good people I'd like to meet, a lot of good socials. Um, I I figured the Italy one would have a special place in your heart because it was around your birthday. Yeah, and of course. I've heard stories from almost everyone there that that was arguably their favorite Euros, mm. just because of the social scene after. And exactly, you guys were right by a beach, right? Uh, yeah, it was right, right by me. And and like like I said, it's so was so so good organized that everybody was staying at the same place. So I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it was like party twenty four seven. It was more like the social side. You you met the different teams uh, like uh, on when you had breakfast, when you had lunch during the evenings. It's just so, so fun to hang out with with everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely um, one of the things that I think everyone's looking forward to, um, myself included yeah um, when we can definitely travel uh i know there's a tournament in denmark um a few of my friends are going to be over there and yeah denmark i want to say next month yeah i see uh the euro euro pride tournament right in in copenhagen yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what it, the Euro Pride. I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's a correct uh, correct name, but but I think it's during the, the like the Pride Festival in oh, okay. uh, in Copenhagen, and then they, they are kind of like. Um, uh, they organized it to, to organize it together with with Malmo uh, as well, because uh, oh. Malmo in Sweden and Copenhagen is kind of like it's just uh, it's just a couple of miles away. Oh wow! Okay, um, I, I didn't realize all that, <laughs> but um, yeah, you'll definitely see some American players out there for sure. That's and, fine. I think um, I think we have. I mean, we haven't organized like. Um, Organize a trip from Dodgeball Sweden, but I know I know players from the different cities are talking about going there as well. But I mean, everything has been so uncertain with the with the pandemic and, and the restrictions and stuff. So it's hard, so hard to, to to plan plan things nowadays. Sadly, that's the reality we live in. Um, mm. I mean, I, I'd like to think that we I can go out there or travel out there in January, but I mean, you kind of mentioned it is kind of like too hard to plan right now. Yeah. Even for us, like, there's a tournament I'm going to be in in November, mm. and I'm not 100% certain that it's going to go down, but all signs are pointing yes, so fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, um, this is what I call the legacy question, mm. and definitely had fun having you on. I definitely enjoyed chatting with you. I definitely enjoy the fact that we actually work in a similar industry. Yeah, that's um, fun. <laughs> But I want to ask, um, you helped start something very special out there in Sweden, and arguably anyone who's listened up until this point will realize without, you know, with what Sweden has, it wouldn't have happened without you and what happened in New York. So I want to know, how would you like to be remembered if you were to walk away? No, it was pretty much just like that. Like you said, I, I think we, we we have like a really special thing in, in 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 Sweden when it comes to to dodgeball and everything when it, when it comes to to mentality and stuff and it's on, like of course I started it but then a lot of people have been doing their their thing and I, I mean it's that's the thing I I really want to be remembered as like just starting some something fun and some something that's like. What do you say? Like uh, rich in people's lives, and uh, that we just do do a good thing. And like I like I said, when when we all when we travel to international tournaments and stuff, I want people to, to see like, okay, the, these are the Swedes. They are always nice to people. They they are always friendly, and they always like it's always fair play on on the pitch when you play games. And I mean, it's always fun to hang out with, with the Swedes, and to know that you you've been like part of creating that from the beginning that that's uh, that's awesome yeah uh i can honestly say that it definitely is um outside of mateo uh i had several people hit me up privately um mm. when i said i was talking to you and they're unanimously i'm not even kidding unanimously have all can recall certain memories where um you know they enjoy having beers with you guys chatting mm. with you guys high-fiving with you guys, dancing with you guys on the court, um, which, again, I didn't expect to see. But, again, it's Sweden. I would expect to see it. I should. Um, so I can honestly say you help create uh, a national identity as far as uh, representing the game in a sportsmanlike way. Yeah, it's super fun to hear. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, I, and, and honestly, like I said, like bonus points because we work in the same industry. But mm. – literally unanimously across the board people are happy um or were happy that i got yeah, you on and i think really, people will really be happy when they hear 
<laughs> I mean, I, I just hope you know that if it is your your final game or your final time helping organize, you left a lasting impact. Yeah, I, I hope not. I'm com- coming to the next new Euros and, and uh, hopefully the World Cup when when that's uh, when that takes place as well. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know if you heard it last year, but um, I, I, I spoke with uh, Greg Whitehouse of England. Yeah, yeah. And I told him that, well, after this pandemic is over and if I can make it, I'll definitely uh, commentate for Euros with him out there. You should, I definitely you want to experience should, it. You should come to Sweden as well. Everybody's <laughs> welcome. Yes, I mean, if we have any listeners like that, are, and of course, with the pandem- pandemic, it's hard nowadays. But if we have, if you have people who, who are like planning trips to Sweden, just hit about hit, hit us up, and we we organize like a training session, or you Im- invite you to to a training session or whatever. It's super fun to have people visiting. Yeah, um, people definitely love that for sure. Uh, you definitely shouted out a lot of people, um, but I also want to say thank you. Thank you very much. started a revolution, and it's a positive one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. And and that was my interview with Marcus. Marcus, thank you so much for hopping on and uh, sharing with us your story and pretty much kicking off uh, a small little uh, revolution as far as a party atmosphere and um, national team that uh, Sweden is known for. I also wanted to shout out the last uh, couple people – that uh, I guess we kind of forgot to go over, so I'll shout them out here. Uh, Agnes Carlson, uh, the president of Dodgeball Sweden. Pierre Korvalich, um with uh, Swedish Dodgeball. Um, sorry if I butchered that. Uh, I'm very, very sorry about that, uh, if I did. And, and also the marketing team behind Swedish Dodgeball. You guys are doing a great job, and I didn't want to end the episode without giving you guys a proper shout-out. And I know Marcus would greatly appreciate it for all that you've done and all that you continue to do, especially in these trying times. Uh, next week I'll have with me from Fort Worth, uh, Texas, uh, Jen Woodley. And um, we're definitely gonna have some fun with that one. She's always been really cool with me and I like to think we're really cool. And it's definitely going to be really a fun, a fun podcast to record. And I'm actually going to have a beer while uh, recording, which is the first time I'll ever, ever do that. <laughs> so we'll see what the, what the fun will entail. Uh, If you've listened up until this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.